Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for joining me here on a Wednesday evening. Rhino down there in Studio X making sure everything is uh, is is as you know as as ship shape as it can be. I guess you could say. Now you're wondering right now. You're, you're you're looking at the you're looking at your screen. You're listening to your radio. and You're saying, "Wait a minute, hey Dad wasn't on Sports Talk Mississippi today. What's he doing here now? What's going on here?" Well, I'll tell you. Uh, as you listen, this is uh, I have to come clean. This is a pre-recorded show. Uh, I have just left the Humphrey Coliseum not thirty minutes ago on a Tuesday evening. Um, I am as we speak. I should be uh, over in Huntsville, Alabama, getting ready for AEW Dynamite tonight and an AEW Collision. It's a double show. Uh, the final appearance of Sting on TNT. I'm very excited. So here's today's show. Though. I got, I got to, you know, we got to talk because that's, that's twice this year I've been treated to an outstanding uh, college basketball game, and twice this year Mississippi State is 0 and 2 in that. As you know, we are brought to you by uh, our friends over at Visit Vicksburg, the Vicksburg Convention and Visitors Bureau, visitvicksburg.com. We'll have to talk about some of the great stuff happening in my hometown a little later. But in my current hometown of Starkville, a really, really tough uh, night for the Bulldogs. Uh, they dropped the a heartbreaking lo- Stop me if you've heard this before. Mississippi State lost a heartbreaking game to Kentucky. Oh, you have, you have, you have heard that before. Okay. Well, I, so have I. 91-89 state down eight points with 50 seconds to go. Trades threes for twos with Kentucky to tie the game with 10, with about eight seconds to go. Hubbard hits a three pointer to tie the game at 89. Uh, but Reed Shepard just made the difference and he got the, uh, the, the final bucket of the game and gives Kentucky a two point win in the game within the game. The battle between Hubbard and Shepard for SEC Player of the uh, Freshman of the Year, they both delivered. Incredible game from both. Hubbard with a, a new career high. He set a career high Saturday against LSU with 32. He has 34 against Kentucky, but Shepard goes shot for shot with him, 32 points or an 11 of 14 shooting. He was a lot more uh, efficient um, than was uh, Josh Hubbard. And in the end, his team, he makes the game winning shot. And they get the win. Tolu Smith, 21 and 10 for the Bulldogs. Only other Bulldog in double figures was Shaq Moore. State led by as many as 13 in the second half, but just could not string together enough stops there at the end. You knew Kentucky would make a, a run. You knew that Kentucky was going to come back in that game. And I did. I made the comment. I was sitting next to uh, Stefan Krojnik from the uh, Clarion Ledger, and I said, if Kentucky ever gets the, the lead, this game is probably over. And it looked that way when they pushed the lead out to eight with 50 seconds to go. 
And incredibly, State was able to tie the game despite the fact that this was pointed out by my my cousin, Stephen Agostinelli, on Twitter, that Kentucky went 8-for-8 eight eight from the free throw line. So State would foul, they'd go to the free throw line, they'd get their points, but State would come down and hit a three-pointer, and that was able to, uh, to, to get the game tied up with 8.1 to go. A really, really tough loss for State. Um, a game that they, they, I wouldn't say they had it in their hands because, you know, up, up 13 at, at that point, what, how many, how much time was left in the game? They're up 13 with 18 minutes left to go. That's a ton of time against a good team in Kentucky, the best shooting team in the country. They shot 55% tonight from the floor, uh, including 61% in the second half, 19 of 31, only 10 of 30 from behind the arc. So State did a pretty decent job of, of slowing down the three point offense, but, by and large, Kentucky was able to get buckets when they needed to. Also, Kentucky, 15 of 17 from the line. That was 15 of 15 in the second half. They missed. They were 0 for 2 in the first half. They only took two free throws. Uh, in the second half, though, they did not miss a single foul shot. State was 12 of 17 from the half. One key uh, sequence is Tolu fouled with State down 2. Gets to shoot 1 and 1, but he misses the front end, and Kentucky comes down and immediately extends the lead to 4. Um you know, free throws have just hurt State all year. The 12 of 17, not a bad nine at the line, you know, when you consider what Mississippi State is usually, but they did miss some key free throws in this game. Out-rebounded Kentucky, uh, but the bench points was big time in Kentucky's favor because that's where uh, Shepard came from. Shepard was on the bench and he had 32. Tolu Smith back in the starting lineup, so didn't count for the bench points. Uh, Mississippi State, another key sequence, Cam Matthews fouling out of this game uh, with just over, just under a minute to go, because he would have been on Shepard for that last possession, and you feel a lot better with your best defender on that guy. You have Keyshawn Murphy out there, who you know, I give Keyshawn credit. He had he had a decent night tonight, six points, six rebounds in fifteen minutes, three assists as well. But and, and that's not the guy you want defending a potential lottery pick uh, with the game on the line. And you know, give Kentucky credit; they got the ball to their best player. He made the play, and they won the game. As always with Mississippi State, with, with some losses here, a little bit of overreaction, you know, but the, obviously I get it. I get that this is a game that you felt like you had in hand. I, I get that this is a game that you, you felt like you needed. You know, you got a really tough one coming up Saturday against the Auburn Tigers on the road, and then that environment is just really, really difficult uh, to, to compete in. But State just needs to win those last two games. If they can win at Texas A&M, and A&M is, is sliding and falling apart here, and then if they can beat South Carolina at home, and that's another team that's not closing very strong, then they're going to be just fine come Selection Sunday. They're going to they're be a 7 seed, maybe an 8 seed, and then and you just sort of go from there. I, I, I'm not worried about State's tournament hopes as a result of this game. You know, would you have liked to have had it? Yes. Would it have basically stamped your invitation to the dance? Absolutely it would have. But it is what it is, and, and I thought that they played – Really well, you know they 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 they, they like, offensively they were really. I mean they scored eighty nine points. You think back to a season ago and what this team was. If that, if that team gets eighty nine points, you know they win every game. This is a little bit different team, obviously, but offensively they're just much better. And and Hubbard is playing some of his best basketball. And for a freshman at this time of year to be playing at that level is pretty impressive. And then Tolu Tolu these past few weeks has been really really good for Mississippi State. Tonight was a night where their other guys didn't really show up for them as much. Uh, you know, like I said Shaq Moore, the only other Bulldog in double figures. Matthews had seven. DJ Jeffries had six. A couple of big three pointers from DJ Jeffries in this game. Murphy with six. But 
you know, these past few games they've had four and five guys in double figures, and, and they just didn't have it tonight. Uh, and that's what cost them. So an incredible game, though. If you were an unbiased observer or if you weren't a Kentucky fan, if you weren't a Mississippi State fan and just watched that game, you were treated. I mean, just a great college basketball game. And uh, for Mississippi State, a very, very tough loss. And a, a game that they feel like they could have had. And you'll have to see how they bounce back from it. You know, the last time State uh, lost a game, the next game they went on the road to Alabama. And uh, we all know how that turned out. It was a really, it was a bloodbath. There was no getting around that. And, I, you know, kind of a similar situation, right? They lose a tough game on the road at Ole Miss, an emotional game. They come back and they're just flat against Alabama and they get they get smoked. Again, today, tough game, tough loss, an emotional game against Kentucky. Now you got to go play a Auburn team that in that environment is almost unbeatable. So that's going to be a really tough challenge for Mississippi State. Talking to Christians after the game, he, you know, the comments he made is like, you know, he knows he's got a veteran team, but at the same time, he's like, I don't know. You know, we got to see. We got to take the day off. He gets today off from practice, and uh, back at it on Thursday. And you, know, you hope, hope that everybody's mindset is correct. Um, Hubbard and, and Tolu Smith, the two players we talked to after the game, didn't seem to have a whole lot of concern that this team wouldn't be able to bounce back almost immediately uh, for, from this game. That they, he thought that this team would pretty easily uh, bounce back and, and have the right mindset. Against the uh, against the Auburn Tigers, so that's a big game. Another quad one opportunity. This was a quad one loss tonight uh, for Mississippi State. Uh, another quad one opportunity for them against Auburn. And what's funny about this game, or the way we're talking, is State's already beaten Auburn once this year. Beat them here in Starkville uh, in a game that they really muddied up the game, and that may have been their best defensive effort of the season. This might have been their best offensive effort of the season, um, but it wasn't enough to get the victory uh, here in Starkville. So. I'm interested to see, you know, if I was doing this show on a Wednesday, I could be able to tell you what State's net is. State's net when I when the before the game was 28. I don't imagine it drops much, if at all. Uh, it might drop to 29 to 30. I, I, it just depends, obviously, on what else happens around the the, the the nation in college basketball. But we'll have to see how that uh how that all pans out. All right, when we come back, let's switch our focus to baseball uh, for a second uh, because it needs some focus. We need to talk about. What's going on at Duty Noble Field right now? It has not been the kind of start Chris Lamonis wanted and needed from his baseball team uh, this season. So let's talk about baseball uh, when we come back here on a. You're going to hear Willie's voice. This put this show has been pre-recorded. Well, that's okay though. Back in just a minute. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. We are back here on Thunder and Lightning, Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for joining me here on a Wednesday evening. We are brought to you by the good folks over at Visit Vicksburg. 
The 45th annual run-through history is this weekend over at the Vicksburg National Military Park. Get signed up if you haven't already. There's a 5K walk that starts at 8.49 a.m. The 10K run starts just before that at 8.30, $30 entry fee. And, of course, there'll be the traditional post-race party at the Hampton Inn and Suites with beer. That's a good start, right? Soft drinks, hot dogs, refreshments, and live music from the chill all entrants, all volunteers, all guests are welcome at the post-race party. And there will be the uh, another party as well, the after-race party held at uh, Tony's Grill and Seafood Market, featuring a crawfish boil with live music starting at 2.30. A crawfish boil? They must be sitting on millions of dollars over there at Vix, Visit Vicksburg. The run-through history, it's a great, great event every year in my hometown. I was in my hometown this past weekend, too. Got to uh, enjoy a little... A meal, got to enjoy a little shopping, and of course, got to enjoy seeing my sweet, sweet mother, who was, you know, used to run that city. She used to work for the city of Vicksburg, and uh, basically, she was like boss, uh, boss Tweed. All, all kickbacks and everything worked through her, right? You know, let's go with that. Um, you know, I said in the past couple months that I, I thought this Mississippi State baseball team would struggle. I, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't didn't think this was going to be a good team. I didn't think this was going to be an NCAA tournament team. But their struggles have even surpassed what I would have expected. To be honest with you. Um, th- th- as they sit today, uh, they're they're five and four on the season. And I said on this show, and I said on Sports Talk Mississippi, and I said on Thunder and Lightning podcast that with the way their their schedule was drawn up that when they got to the first SEC weekend, March 15th, that they didn't need to have more than three SEC out-of-conference losses. They already have four. Uh, they they dominated a Jackson State team yesterday, 19-6, to but they trailed in that game 5 to nothing, and early on couldn't get anything going. Now, they obviously turned it around and got things going. But none of their losses, they have one to Air Force, one to Georgia Southern, and two to Austin P. None of those teams will be top... 100 RPI by the end of the season. Maybe not even top 150. Um, this weekend with Mount St. Mary's, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, in case you haven't noticed that. Uh, they, the Bulldogs will not play on Sunday this week. Uh, Coach, Coach Chris Lamona said there was some travel issues with Mount St. Mary's, and so they moved everything up. So it's kind of a condensed week for the Bulldogs, and you know, everybody will be going on short rest. Uh, they haven't announced the, uh, the rotation as of yet, but I assume it'll stay the same. Dome, State Dome, uh, Kyle Steven, and Gerangelo Sanjay uh, getting the sun, the Saturday start in this instance. Everybody's moved up a day, and we'll see how that affects them. But let's let's just you know, let's just put everything out here on the table. Right? Let's, just, let's just be honest with ourselves for a few minutes here. A team that can't take a game from Austin P. A team that can't sweep Air Force. A team that can't sweep Georgia Southern. Is that a team that can win enough games in the SEC to be a postseason team? I mean, just, just be honest with yourself. Do you, do you really think that this team that's played poorly to start the season, when they take on LSU and Texas A&M and Florida those first three conference weekends, is going to walk out of any of those games the winner? I mean, they'll probably get one, but they started 0-9 a season ago in the conference. There's no, there's no, there's no surprise if they do it again. Something that I believe is 
when 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 one problem crop you feel like you fix a problem and then another one crops up then you got to fix the big problem and mississippi state the big problem is that the program is a leaky boat and they plug one hole and another one pops open so you think okay they're 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 pitching better this year great they're pitching better and then their offense can't find hits you look back at that game their games against austin p they scored two runs and then they scored 10 the next day, but six of those came off of walks. And I look, walks, you know, I, I, I buy into the money ball philosophy of that. Doesn't matter how you get on base. Doesn't matter how you score runs. I get that. But when you're playing a team like Austin P and you're Mississippi State, you should be hitting the ball. You should be driving the ball in. If you're getting bases loaded situations, there's got to be a couple of, of extra base hits in there, especially when you've got guys like, like Dakota Jordan and Hunter Hines. And bring those guys in so you're not just getting one run at a time. You're, you're getting three, four runs a, at a time. And this team is struggling right now at the plate. And that is something that I didn't expect this season. And that is something that, if it doesn't get fixed, is is going to be a huge, huge issue for Mississippi State. Because their pitching has been okay this, thus far. It's definitely improved over last year. But you're playing, when I say subpar competition, I mean it. Right? Air Force, Georgia Southern, Austin P. those are not going to be NCAA tournament teams. Remember a few years back, State's first series, they lost to Long Beach State. Everybody was like, oh, well, that's a really good Long Beach State team. They'll probably be a a, a regional team. And then they weren't. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing the whole, well, this team is obviously going to be very. They're not. Air Force will not be in the NCAA tournament. Austin P. will not be in the NCAA tournament. Georgia Southern will not be in the NCAA tournament. Mount St. Mary's is not going to be in the NCAA tournament. They're one and six on the year. They lost two out of three to Norfolk State. State doesn't sweep this series this weekend. What are we talking about? What 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 are we holding on to here with this baseball team? You know, I thought last week was really disappointing. You know, the, the midweek games, obviously, but even then again on the weekend, Kyle Steven against Air Force looked like a bona fide SEC pitcher. He was dominant. Fastball looked good. Got strikeouts. Pitch with confidence. He comes back the next weekend against George Southern and he gets lit up in the first inning. And there's there's just no consistency. There's just no there's just nobody you can rely on. I thought you know Nate Dom was great, great last Friday, but the week before he was inconsistent. Sanjay's been good at both of his starts. He's he's the most consistent guy thus far in the rotation. And you just you know you just they're not walking guys, but they're giving up a lot of hits. So. Again, but does it really matter how the other team gets on base? I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have a lot of faith in this baseball team to begin with. They've done nothing to change my mind about them right now. And to the point where I'm just, I'm completely confident that at the end of the season, there will be a change at, at the headman position. I, I just, I don't see another way. If this team can't beat these teams, they're not going to win enough SEC games. I mean, again, we, we went over the schedule on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. On Tuesday show, and when you, when you really look at it, and, you know next week, just just did, let's stay with the non conference. Next week you have to play Southern Miss and Pearl. That's going to be a tough game. Southern Miss once again is a really good football uh, baseball team, and they are uh, playing well right now. Evansville, a quick look, they're four and three on the year. They lost. Uh, I'm sorry, they took two out of three from an Oral Roberts team that has been getting a lot of top 25 votes. 
And then this past weekend, they lost two out of three to New Orleans. They play Vanderbilt. They're playing Vanderbilt as, or they may have already finished up the game as, as this is recording. So, as, as I mentioned earlier, we are pre-recorded. Um, but they don't look like a team that's just gonna, you know, come in and, and do nothing. They, they could take a game here in Starkville. And then you start conference play. And it's LSU at A&M, at Florida. Georgia comes to Starkville. At Ole Miss, Auburn comes to Starkville for Super Bulldog. At Vanderbilt, Starkville uh, again for uh, Alabama. Then at Arkansas, Missouri finish out the year. So Missouri is like your most likely series to win. Ole Miss is a series you can win. Those are two. You need to win like four. And then not get swept in any others. Do you have faith that that's going to happen? Do you believe that, that that's that's going to be the outcome? If you do, you know, God bless you. This is America. You can believe whatever you want. More of that on Gallo at 6 a.m. But I don't. I, I don't buy that for one second. I think this team will probably drop a game this weekend. Uh, I mean, well, maybe not this weekend. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt against this Mount St. Mary's team. But next week, I feel like they'll definitely drop at least one non-conference game. They'll probably, you know, maybe you lose to USM and then maybe lose one more along the way to uh, to uh, Evansville. And then you know, from there, it starts getting real. It starts getting real. I, I just don't know, man. I don't know. I, I knew it was going to be a struggle. It's been more of a struggle than even I thought it was going to be uh, thus far this season. All right. Back to basketball when we come back. I want to talk about something that we're going to hit on in a little more detail on the Thunder Lightning podcast on Thursday. So that's, uh, yeah, tomorrow's podcast. You'll hear a little bit more about that. We're going to talk about I got a very simple question. Is Josh Hubbard the best freshman at Mississippi State ever? Let's, 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 let's dive into that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Live, let me quotation mark, live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for joining me here on a Wednesday evening. If you're not already a subscriber to the Thunder and Lightning podcast, Please do it. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can get Thunder and Lightning five days a week. And, of course, you get this podcast as well on that feed and any and all uh, special interviews that we do. We put them right there on the podcast feed. You can get them there. You can get them at supertalk.fm. We appreciate any subscribers. We appreciate if you rate and review. Five stars, though. Yeah. Again, I make a deal with you guys. You rate me five stars, you can say whatever you want in the, in the, in the comments. Don't care. Don't care. 
Appreciate you guys that do that, though. Really appreciate it. Uh, we are brought to you by Visit Vicksburg. We want to remind you that the weekend or the week of March 11th through 17th, they will celebrate the 130th anniversary of the bottling of Coca-Cola, first bottled in the great city of Vicksburg at, with the Vicksburg's Classic Sip Fest. It's a week-long event. There's a kickoff party on the 11th at the Biedenhorn Coca-Cola Museum. There's the classic sip stroll over the Mississippi River on the old Mississippi River Bridge on March 15th, and the classic wheel show at Washington Street Park on March 16th. For more information on all the events, visit visitvicksburg.com or visit Vicksburg on all social media platforms. I asked a question before the uh, the break, and I, I wanted to, I want to go into it a little in depth. We'll go into a lot more depth on uh, Thursdays. 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 My my days are way off here, guys. It's just going to have to live with me. Uh, Thunder and Lightning podcast. But it's this. Josh Hubbard, SEC Freshman of the Week for the fifth time, named uh, that on Monday. And got himself off to a really good start for another uh, another such award this week with 34 points in the loss uh, Tuesday night to Kentucky. He'll have tough competition. His fellow freshman, Reed Shepard, uh, had a, a massive game for the Kentucky Wildcats. So we'll see what they can both do on the weekend. Is Josh Hubbard the best freshman to ever play at Mississippi State? The best, having the best freshman season of anybody that's ever played at Mississippi State. I thought about that and I came up with four names of players I think you could, you could make the same comment for. If I miss somebody, you guys let me know. I don't remember a whole ton about, you know, early eighties and, and nineties baseball. So maybe there's a freshman in there. But I, n- nobody is, is just standing out to me as, you know, that kind of guy. So let's start with, with basketball. And women's basketball is where I want to start with Victoria Vivians. Now, she led the team in scoring uh, every year she was at Mississippi State, including her freshman year. And she took that team back to the NCAA tournament uh, where they lost in the second round at Duke. 14.9 points per game for her, five rebounds. Um and of course, you know, if you recall her recruitment, it was such a uh, big deal to get her. It's this all-American player that could have gone anywhere. She was like the first one to really sign, to sign with Vic Schaefer and really give the impression that Mississippi State was going to be a women's program to be dealt with in the future. So she's on the list for me. John Bond is on the list for me. You know, Bond was a four-year starter at quarterback. His best year was his freshman year. He took the state to a nine-win season. They beat... uh Number one, Alabama. They won the Egg Bowl. Um, beat LSU, beat Auburn, beat Miami that year. And obviously the stats, you know, quarterbacks then and now are, are so totally different. You look at his stats and he's like, hey, guy wasn't very good. I mean, it's just a different kind of game back then. But Bond's definitely on the list for me for the best true freshman. I want true freshman. I'm not talking about redshirt. The guy I think that you can make the best case for is Jake Mangum. Mangum came in as a freshman and led the SEC in hitting. He did over 400. Uh, team went to a super. They won the SEC championship. They went to a super regional, and really, you can make a strong case that they were kind of like Ole Miss in 2005. They may have been the best team in the country that year, but they just ran into a bus saw in the super regional in Arizona and didn't quite get there. But Mangum, I mean, you can make a case with him when you look at his career that his freshman year was his best year. And Mississippi State never hit higher than 400 ever again uh, and was just a, a, a tremendous force there at the top of that lineup uh, for Mississippi State. So those are my, my, my three options. And I feel like I, I need to wait it out on Hubbard a little bit. I feel like I need to 
let the season play out and see how where he takes this team. Um, you know, because I said, like I said, Mangum got to the uh, the NCAA tournament, got to the Super Regional. Bond took his team to the Sun Bowl that at the time was one of the top bowls in the country, and you know, let him finish. I think I'm pretty sure they finished ranked in the top twenty. Vivian's got her team to the NCAA second round. Um, so where does Josh, Josh Hubbard lead this team? And of course, you know, none of those guys did it alone. And, and Hubbard's not doing it alone either. Either, you know, when you look at Vivian's and then that team, you still had Martha Allwall that team. Morgan William was a freshman. Brianna Richardson was a big key player for Mississippi State that, that year. They had talent on that team. John Bond's team, you know, loaded with guys, Michael Haddix and, and Marty McDoyle. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Johnny Cooks cleaning everything up, Billy Jackson. So, I mean, obviously a great teammates. And then with Mangum, that 16 team was so loaded. Just absolutely uh, a loaded uh, baseball team. When you when you look at the uh, the lineup, I, I used to to wonder, you know, Brent Rooker hit seventh on that team, in case you didn't know. That's a guy who is a Major League Baseball all-star now who hit seventh on that team. Mangum, Nate Lowe, Jack Kruger, Rooker, Robson, Reed Humphreys, Gavin Collins, and Ryan Gridley. I mean, that. They were they were loaded, so you know none of these guys did it by themselves. And when and obviously Josh has Tolu Smith, he has Cam Matthews and Shaq Moore and guys who can provide some spark. What I'll say about Hubbard is this: he might be the most exciting uh, freshman I can remember. You know, and it's it's different for basketball and baseball and all that. But just going back to tonight's game, when he got the ball. As the clock was winding down and, and he fired up that three pointer, there was never a doubt in my mind that it was going in. As soon as it left his hand, I was like, that's good. And if State had not left as much time on the, on the, on the clock, I might still be at the hump right now, to be totally honest with you, watching them play overtime basketball. So he might be the most exciting freshman that I can recall. Is he the best freshman in, in, in the history? And I, like I said, I'm sure I'm missing some folks. Obviously, I don't have to go back too far because there was a time in college athletics the freshmen weren't allowed to play. But, you know, once I get into the eighties, I feel like I'm pretty, uh, pretty close. Hubbard is is unique also in that you know when you see a, a freshman <clears throat> putting up the kind of numbers he does in college basketball, immediately your mind goes to well he won't be around very long. You know, Hubbard's height hurts him when you talk about the next level. If he was six two. 6-3, he might very well be a top five pick the way he shoots. If he if everything else was the same and he was six two, yeah, he, yeah, you would see this would be his only year at Mississippi State. Because he's five ten, you know, that's 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 a tough sell at the NBA level. Not a lot of guys five foot ten nowadays making it in the NBA. So Hubbard could be here for a few years. And then when that's the case, he has a chance to go down as if he continues at this pace, he'll he'll be like right in if you want to do tiers of Mississippi State basketball stars, he would have a chance. If I'm if I can project his career as a three or four year starter, to be in the Bailey Howell, Jeff Malone tier, which is the, the top top tier of Mississippi State basketball. You know, I would put those two guys. Uh, Daryl Wilson is maybe maybe Daryl Wilson, Dampier. And then you have the next tier down, which is where Tolu Smith is right this second. Tolu Smith is in that next tier down uh, from from the the elite of the elite. I mean, a, a three-year Josh Hubbard run probably puts him on the Mount Rushmore of Mississippi State basketball, if you want to go that route. So 
he is he is a very special player, a very good basketball player. Um, just uh, who was it that had said it tonight? Jans, excuse me. Jan said that he, he thinks there's no moment that Josh Hubbard fears. I get that impression. That that guy's not afraid to keep firing. He's a true shooter. You know, a, a true shooter, a guy who's like, hey, you know, just because I missed one here, I missed one there, does means I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep firing until they start falling or until the game ends, one way or the other. So he's he's fun to watch, man. Fun to watch. If you haven't made it to the hump this year, you got one last opportunity to do so uh, to see Josh Hubbard. You should you should take advantage of that because he is a really fun basketball player to watch. It still still boggles my mind that he was going to go to Ole Miss, waste his time there with Kermit Davis. Kermit Davis getting fired. I mean, you talk about what I, I I actually asked this question tonight to Stefan uh, as we were sitting there. It's like, what is this team if Kermit Davis doesn't get fired? You know, obviously, you know, Ole Miss isn't what they are either. But I mean, if Hubbard was at Ole Miss, I mean, I don't know what where state is right now. So that that decision, that that little butterfly effect, however you want to call it, of of Josh Hubbard going to Mississippi State, and 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 you know, decommitting or you know, see sign with Ole Miss and getting out of his letter of intent, I mean, it changed everything for this basketball team uh, this season. All right, we'll wrap it up when we come back here on Thunder and Lightning Live on a Wednesday evening. Again, live, it's live. As, as, as you're sitting here right now, they're, they're, they're probably warming up the crowd for us uh, over in Huntsville. So back in just a minute. This is Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Wednesday night. This is Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Rhino has made everything flow very nicely for us here on a Wednesday evening. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining me. We are brought to you by the good folks over at Visit Vicksburg, the Vicksburg Convention and Visitors Bureau. Visit visitvicksburg.com. I had somebody tweet at me uh, Tuesday night, and I, I need to do the digging on this. Well, you know, if state is playing two games in, in a day, if two teams are playing baseball, basketball, whatever you want to do, you're not getting both. So as soon as state won the baseball game, I was like, ah, so much for that. But think about it. Last two Saturdays, MSU men's basketball has won, but baseball has lost. Uh, last two Sundays, MSU baseball has won, but women's basketball has lost. And then tonight... Baseball wins, men's basketball loses. You never get a full day. It's not it's life. It's not for everybody. I had a funny moment today. Uh, our, leaving the game, and I'm walking down the stairs to the uh, the press conference, and some of the fans are following behind. There's some of the students, 
And this one kid who could not have been more than like 20, he's like, I've been a state fan too long and didn't think we were, anything else different was going to happen. And I stopped. And I turned around and I looked at him. And I was like, what do you mean too long? And he just looked at me. He's like, no, nah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so it's the, you know, that, that whole game, I, I didn't ever really think state was going to pull it out. I, you know, I felt like they could. I felt like they were playing well. They kept that up. They'd have a chance. But as soon as Kentucky got the lead, I was just, ah. just another, just another, another one of these games. I wonder now. State's never beaten Calipari in the regular season. I firmly don't think if they, if, they, if Kentucky doesn't make a run deep into March this year, if they're not a, an elite eight kind of team, and they have that kind of talent, I, I don't, I don't see them. I don't, I don't, I don't know the. Calipari returns. I know he's got some stupid buyout, but so did Jimbo Fisher, guys. I, I, I never, I never again, I never again want to hear well the buyout. I don't want to hear it. If people want you gone, they will find the money. They'll, they will dig and get that money if they have to. So, big game against Auburn. Very interested to see how that one turns out because you know, good teams have gone in there. Alabama got blown out there. South Carolina lost by forty. Kentucky was able to win there. I think that's the only road, uh, the only home loss Auburn has uh, this season. So, for that being said, uh, it's going to be a very tough task for Mississippi State to go in there and uh, and get the win. I haven't looked at the the rest of the SEC tonight. What 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 else happened today? I haven't looked. Oh, Vanderbilt is going to. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I, there's still three seconds left. I, I, and what's funny, of course, is, is you, you know you, you know what happened. I don't. You know, well, I'll get future Brian to tell me uh, a little later. All right. So, I'm, uh, as you know, I wasn't on Sports Talk Mississippi today. I will be back uh, tomorrow. So, I, my guess is the guys want to get some. Uh, they'll they'll want me to relive the the, the trauma of of Tuesday night. They're gonna be like, "Well, hey, Dad, you weren't here yesterday. Tell us all about it." We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Also, uh, and then Friday, don't forget, uh, Sports Talk Mississippi will be live at M Trade Park in Oxford on uh, Friday for big. They got a big softball tournament going on there. So we're looking forward to uh, to being back in Oxford. They love me in Oxford. They always treat me so nice up there. I don't, I don't I, you know. They, they, you know. It's the same thing. I've told, I've told Keith Carter this a couple times. Like, you wish. You, you wish the roles were reversed, don't you? You wish that I was the rebel on this show and that Cross was the bulldog. You'd, you'd love to swap me out, wouldn't you? Oh, well. Oh, well for them. So, And then, gosh, it's it's hard to believe, but you know, Jan's made the comment tonight. When the state plays its next game, we're in March. The madness is, is almost upon us here. You know, you got three more regular season games and then the conference tournament and then, bam, it's Selection Sunday. And we're talking about the NCAA tournament, and we're talking about Mississippi State, you know, headed out to a regional, and where they're going to be seated, and and you know, what do they got to do to get to the second weekend? I don't. I, people, it gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. State hasn't been to the Sweet Sixteen since they went to the Final Four. A lot of great teams in there, SEC champs, three or four SEC West champs, but SEC tournament champs, but no NCAA tournament success. Is this year going to be different? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll all find out. All right, guys. I appreciate you uh, sticking it out with me on this uh, on this edi- live edition of Thunder and Lightning. I will be back on Thursday for Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll have a Thunder and Lightning podcast 
as well uh, on Thursday. So hopefully I'm going to have a, a great evening tonight over at AEW Dynamite. Hope you guys have a great evening tonight and enjoy yourself. Hey, look for me. I might, you might see me on TV. You never know. Uh, for Rhino down in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.